Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Welcome to another episode, episode four, cuatro, of STK Surviving the Knicks. I'm your host. Yeah, baby. We got in the building, we got Wall Street Hat back from back from back from quarantine. <laughs> What's going on, Wall Street? How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling All right, man. Good. All right, good, man. Because I got some questions for you tonight. You got you got off you got off easy. You ducked last week. We got some questions for you tonight. All right, we got Coach B. Yes, yes. What's going on? How you feeling, Coach B? Good money. You know, back to school starting up, so practices and everything is ramping up. That's right. Yeah, baby. That's right. Hey, yo, I, everybody I talk to, when they, be, when they say, yo, um, what's up with Byron? I'd be like, coach? Like, I don't call you Byron. I call you coach. Like, everybody said, yeah, coach. <laughs> so, I don't know if anybody else does that. But uh, I'd be like, do that do it. yeah, I'd just be like, yeah, coach, coach B, right? They'd be like, yeah, 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 coach B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the infamous, the undisputed Ed Dollars. What's going on, Ed? We back, baby. <laughs> that's right. New York forever. That's right. That's right. So tonight we got a great episode for you guys out there who's watching. Tonight we are going to talk about, we're gonna, we're gonna look at a couple people. Um, I guess we'll just start off. So first topic came to mind. Um, shout out to Ed for coming for setting the table for tonight with some that great was actually, topics. That was actually just Wall Street. Wall Street hooked it up. Okay, Wall Street. Shout out to Wall Street then. You came up with some great topics, brother. Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to start with you, Wall Street. So, you know, you got the starting lineup for the Knicks. Kind of seems set in stone. You know, potentially you're looking at like Kemba, Fournier, RJ, Randall, and Nerlens Noel maybe to start the season, maybe, depending on how Mitch goes in the preseason. You know, who knows? That's, that's hypothetically. It, it hope You know, you want to see Mitch out there, but either way, it is what it is. But Wall Street, where does Quickly fall into this? Can, can, do you think Quickly cracks the – do you think he can crack the, the starting five, or do you think he, you know, should have his hopes on being the sixth or seventh man off the bench? Yeah, so that, I think that that's a, a really important question. We're going to see how his game developed. You know, he looked a lot like um, he looked a lot like uh, this guy for the Clippers, uh, Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's saying a lot. That guy is like six man of the year multiple times. Uh, you know, he's just a classic first dude off the bench. It's great to have a guy like that uh, when you just need a spark on offense. You know. Um, can he start and lead the offense and run the offense? Um, I think this is going to be a pick-and-roll team. And one of the problems that we had last year was we we, we didn't shoot well off the pick-and-roll. I think we were, like, like uh, almost league worse in, in, in a type of offense that's, like, predominant in the NBA. It's like when you watch the NBA, it doesn't matter who you watch, like 80% of the time, you're just watching pick-and-roll offense. So he definitely can come off the pick and shoot which is something that the Knicks are going to need. But um, uh, uh, coming off of the position, especially right now for the Knicks from the one, I, I need somebody that's going to facilitate. And I don't know if Quickly is going to be able to do that. But if he can come off the bench and provide a spark night off the night, you know, we're down five and Quick comes in and hits two, three-pointers and goes to the line real quick. Or we're up seven and and we need somebody to come off the bench and continue that momentum. And he comes off the bench and now we're up 11, you know. I thought that he did great in the playoffs. I thought that his energy against Atlanta was spectacular. I thought that uh, Tibbs didn't play him enough. But I hope that he continues to ride that energy. Mm. But if he continues to ride that energy and he makes a step, then, man, that's that's new will, you know, next second coming. Nothing wrong with coming off a bench. Been there in your rotation. Be honest with you, yeah. uh, Coach Coach B. What what are your thoughts? Um, Mitchell Robinson at some point should be the initial starting center, but you know, like riding off the momentum from last year, never was about makes makes sense. And uh, um, as far as quickly, it it's not now. It's not a good time. 
Like if any, if anything, <laughs> you know, we'll try to find like a defensive wing. You know, the bit mm-hmm. between Bergs or Grimes, whoever's gonna you know be more gritty. Because Fournier, you know, is not really known for his defense, so he could even end up coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And um, but definitely, if he comes off the bench, then that gives us like a six man that you know that can play, you know, that sec that wing role and just be a knockdown shooter, and right. that'll help a lot. Because um, people won't be looking for him, you know, to like as as he's coming off the bench, he'll be playing against second unit guys, and he'll be a lot more open than he would as a starter, you know. And the scouting report will be more focused on him, knowing that we got a lot of non-shooting, we got a non-shooting center, so you know they got to focus on shooters. But um, his game, the quick me quickest game is like like you know, Wall Street said, Lou Williams. You know, uh, you've seen that, you know, he wanted to shoot from like that deep range a couple times last year. And like, I'm all for it if he's going to knock it down. And you know, it just spaces the floor and it's going to help Julius Randle out a lot and help whoever that number two guy is, whether it be, you know, Kimba, RJ, or even Fournier, you know, we just got to see how things roll. And then from there, they're going to throw lobs, you know. Uh, Quickly throw a lob, Doug Rose throw a lob, Kimba throw a lob, RJ throw a lob, and once the shooters is, is knocking down shots, that back door is going to be open. So that's dope. Hey, Ed Dallas. Yeah, man. Uh, quickly will not be starting, right? Because if he starts, <laughs> that means that we are in deep sheet, deep sheet. <laughs> but quickly is going to be a viable part of the roster. I think he's going to be. I actually think he's going to come off the bench first. You know, uh, I, it's going to be between him and Noel. Uh, but you know, what makes quickly special is the fact that he can play the one or the two. He's not a strong one. He's not a strong distributable distributor, like uh, wall street mentioned, but his shooting ability is like, you know, top notch. He could come in, he could throw the lob to Obi. He could throw the lob to all the other guys. And I'm hoping that him and, and RJ develop a, a, a good, you know, good situation. Like, you know, like a little, little cohesion because they didn't really have that cohesion last year. Um, I do, I do believe that he could be like a Lou Williams. I think he could come in and like really take the reins of the offense. The only issue again is that when he comes in, Derrick Rose comes in, right? So he'll be six, seven. You know, I, I think that he, because he could play the two, I think he'll be off the bench, you know, to, to alleviate Evan and then Derrick Rose will come in for Kemba. So they'll be playing off of each other a lot. And they did well last year. They had a, a lot of positive combinations and you know they could they could they could they can run the high pick and roll they can they can set up the lobs and the most important thing is that quickly is one of our better shooters so i'm looking forward to his second year yeah definitely yeah well can i just interject i, I okay. rj said in uh rj said in a statement the other day and i think it's true he said make no mistake about it quickly is the best shooter on the knicks by far so he's definitely you know He's definitely making a name. Until until he sees Evan Fournier. Yeah, until he sees <laughs> Evan Fournier. <laughs> shooting guard. Uh, yeah, honestly, shooting honestly guard. you know, but as of right now, honestly, I, I've seen enough of quickly to – my belief is that he's not your future point guard. I think it's, a, it's too cerebral of a position for him. When he's playing off the ball or when he's, when he's playing in a sense where he doesn't really have to be the point guard – He's looser and his offense flows better. But if you watch, if you like you guys saw the summer league, he was too into his head. He's trying to set the floor and he was doing way, he's trying to force the action. And if you play basketball, you know that when you force things, things are not gonna go your way. You gotta let the game just flow and let things just come naturally to you. And I feel and, like and I'm he, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, how can I just interject one more yeah, thing? Go ahead. Quickly made a name off himself by throwing that pump fake and then jumping his body into the into the into the defender. Mm-hmm. They're not really gonna let that rock this year. So I'm really interested to see what happens with that. There, there we that go. There right. we go. There we go. So it's gonna be on. a point of effort, emphasis. Hopefully that doesn't deter from his game. Hopefully he got more in his bag than that. But you know, I'm hoping that he 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 continues to hit the three, the long three, and just like you know. Like come in and, and 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 like have like 12, 13, 14 attempts. Let it fly. I want to see that. I want I want to see him really shoot it out there. I think that rule really affects James Harden more than anybody. 
<laughs> be honest with you. He's the only one that he'll hack you on an offensive play and <laughs> you get the foul. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, refs, refs, yeah, refs were crazy for that one. How you get kicked. The other defender, you get kicked, and they call foul on you. It's crazy. But no, that, that affects James and <laughs> and uh the, the Hawks player. Oh, oh, Trey Young. Trey Young, yeah, big yeah, time Trey Young. Definitely, definitely. Trey Young actually kind of mastered it. I mean, I you know, see how I mean, it affects him. Everybody watched Harden for so long doing it, you know, it's the evolution to everything, but Harden is definitely the originator. <laughs> definitely. Oh, <yep>. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, we got so the next question. We're looking at the defense of the Knicks and the anchors. Now, obviously, last year. People were looking at it to be like Mitch Mitch Robinson's year, and Nerlens kind of came in and and, and took the his thunder a little bit. Crispy hand battered chicken. Okay. Oh yeah. Ooh, who's got the? Somebody got my bad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We live, y'all. We're not sponsored by Popeyes, but Popeyes, if you want to sponsor us, yeah. you sponsor us. I love yeah. Popeyes. I love Popeyes. We'll, Popeyes. we'll, eat, it. we'll love... eat it during the show. Popeyes is the best chicken, though. I, I swear to God. I love Popeyes. <laughs> uh, KFC, I don't know. If you can find one, them, them, you can find one. The herbs and spices. <laughs> <in> original... <laughs> anyway, you can find one. Anyway. Um, Nerlens Noel and Mitch Mitchell Robinson, right? Do do they do they catapult the Knicks into a top five defense again? Coach B, what are your thoughts? Are, are these, you know, what and then what are your thoughts on like who should be starting? Like, give us some give us some details. Um defensively at the point guard, all three are gonna struggle, you know. Um McBride, he he seems tough, but he got to get, like, NBA reps, you know. Yeah. Kimba, never been, like, you know, never, like, been, like, a star on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose in his later years, not a defender. I don't quickly, at this point, you know, not a defender. So, at the point guard spot, spot like, guarding other guards, there's going to be an issue. Uh, RJ, solid, you know, he could be um, a perimeter leader in the sense well, uh, he has a lot of responsibility offensively. At least we want him to have that. So that's going to be like real hit and miss. Uh, I, I mentioned already Fournier, not a defender. Um, Julius Randle got short arms. You know, not um, <laughs> strong, but, you know, we don't want him to get into foul trouble regarding like fives and like certain fours. So, yeah, it starts with Mitchell Robinson. You know, he got to get his chemistry and timing with everyone else so he doesn't affect anyone offensively. I'll still do what he does defensively because I've seen him like come into like kind of have like bad body language in a lot of games. Right. So, uh, Nolan's Noel, a team first guy. So, definitely, if I want to lean on anybody in defensive moments, that's that's like our first bet. Our, our number two was Reggie Bullock, but you know, he's gone now. So, we need somebody to take that spot. And the guy that, you know, that I wanted us to hold on to because he's probably one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, but he just didn't get enough playing time. Shout out to Frank Milikini, wherever he is. Um, Shout out to Frank. You know, we Tibbs got a tough, tough, tough assignment. You know, we, we played some zone last year, and um, that could still work. But as far as, like, one-on-one, it, it, it helps when Mitchell Robinson's on the floor. You know, because yeah. you can funnel everything to Mitchell. You can funnel everything to Nolan Noel and let them do their thing. But um, it gets ugly. Taj Gibson is another vocal, you know, team first guy, great on defense. But he just doesn't have the athleticism to, like, deter people. People will – you know, the, the better guys will dunk on Taj. So, like, <laughs> so you know, Nerlens is our initial because you know, he's the most consistent. Mitchell Robinson has the most upside. And on the perimeter, hopefully RJ could – you know, be a better two-way player than, you know, than everybody expects. So that's it. I don't know about the perimeter guys that much. <laughs> okay. All right. Ed Dallas. Yo, what's yo. Your, what's, what's your take? My take between Mitch and Noel, I think that the Knicks are going to be well-balanced on the defensive end. I mean, Tibbs is a, a, you know, that's his thing, right? 
defense is his calling card. And if anything, we're going to be, we're going to be strong in that, in that part of the court will probably be definitely be a top 10 uh, all defensive, you know, team on a ranking basis. Now the backbone behind that definitely it's because of Mitch and Noel, you know, the fact that we can have one of them start and then one of them come off the bench, they're going to hold it down. They're going to block shots. They're going to control the perimeter. You know, I have to give the, the edge to Mitch only because again, he's young, man. He's 22, 23 years old. He's just a bigger body. He's seven foot, seven, one strong. I mean, he has put on some weight. upside. Uh, you know, coach B is right. You know, like, like this guy could be a top five NBA center in the league. If he has the minutes, what held him back is the fact that he fouls a lot, you know, he controlled the fouling last year. So that was, that was key. But then he got hurt on the flip side, Noel, you know, he's his bread, bread and butter, butter is blocking shots, controlling the paint, grabbing rebounds, but he doesn't like eat the rebounds the way Mitch eat, eat rebounds. He still averages like seven, eight, rebounds per game he's not going to get anything more than that because he's still kind of frail he's 220 pounds he's 6 10 ish 6 9 he gets pushed around and on 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 the offensive side of the, the 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 ball and again his offensive game if it's not a lob what is it he's never developed an offensive game which is kind of sad right i mean he was a top five pick for the for the sixers and he just never developed on that side of the court while Mitch, on the other hand, you know, he's a, a, a great rim runner. We still really don't know what he's, de- he's going to develop into. But, you know, the good thing is that Noel is smart on the defensive end. He knows his rotations. He's, you know, the best, the best, you know, availability is the best ability, right? So last year he wasn't as hurt as Mitch. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for big things from this, 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 uh, this front court, you know, like this is going to be a special time. And the fact that we're going to have back to the point guard, we're going to have a point guard that can actually throw lobs. That's going to be looking for these guys. We're going to have a whole year with, with, uh, Derek Rose, not a half a year throwing lobs. And I hope these guys are ready to play, man. It's going to be special times. Awesome. Awesome. I like that quote too. The ability. Availability is the best ability. That's it dope. is, my man. That's dope. Wall Street, what's your take, brother? Yeah, yeah we, we actually have a good problem this year. We kind of we get in a little deeper. You know, we got deep. Um, we got three positions that we could play at the center, and I think that it's going to come down to, um, to who's going to get it in practice. And, you know, we haven't seen Mitch play in a while. Um, same thing with Noel. But, um, you know, I don't like to get into contract stuff, but didn't we throw a lot of money in the well? I think that he's going to start just based on that, right? So, um, but uh, he's got a little bit more experience, and uh, I thought that he did do okay. He at least showed some signs of trying to develop an offensive game. It wasn't much. It was just a little turnaround pull-up shot from 12 feet away. But um, he hit it, you know, and he hit it in some clutch times. And, um, you know, I thought he had a great season last year. I, I was telling you guys throughout the season, I was like, man, we haven't had a player come out with a with a Nick sneaker since Melo. And I was like, y'all might as well give it to Noel and call it the block party something, you know, call it Noel <laughs> Noel blocked so many shots around the rim. I thought that he should have got, you know, maybe Feli should have should have should have signed a quick deal with him. You know, but I thought I thought he did really good last year. I know he got a lot of money. And um yeah, we got a really good problem. We're gonna see, just like you said, how much weight Mitch uh put on. You know, Mitch is not even gonna give you that twelve footer. Mm-hmm. But um he does gobble up a lot of rebounds and when Mitch gets his ball the ball um with his feet in the paint, it's it's almost automatic. You know, he's gonna he's gonna drop it on somebody's head and you know. But yeah, we got a really good problem at the center position. Definitely for sure. We gotta have a good problem at the center position. And we're going to have a pretty decent problem at the, the, the in our bench. You know, I'm really curious to see what the starting lineup is. I don't want to get back into it because everybody is saying it. I do not want to see Evan Fournier starting. I want him to be leading the young guys coming off the bench. It would be great to see Quick and Evan Fournier, you know, running the bench mob and um, getting guys like Mitchell Robinson involved, you know. And then, um, and then work Obi. I think that Obi is going to be the real key. I know we're not talking about him today, but Obi for me is going to be the key. It's going to be Obi or Knox. But if we could fill that position right there, then we could put a couple of crafty veterans on the bench. You know, a guy like Alec Burks can can, can help run the bench mob. 
running with Evan Fournier, and then you got legs on you got legs in the offense. We got quickly and and Mitch at the one and five. You know, so that that sounds like a nice balanced benchmark. So yeah, I, I am hoping to see Noel starting, and I'm hoping to see um, Mitch coming off the bench with with quickly, and hopefully Evan Fournier. Well, the way I see it, I, I would put Evan Fournier to run with with. It would be quick Evan and Mitch, and then I could play around with that three and four spot. So who's your starter five? What should what is for your me, projected starter five? For me, I, I I would be really old school. I like I like players to fit in their position because they have to guard that position. I always say if I was a coach, before I put you in your position, the first thing that I gotta ask myself is can you defend that position? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So as much as you wanna see quickly at the two, can he guard some of the twos in the league? You know, and then you got to go, then you got to go in your conference and you got to go and you got to start looking at the other twos. And then you got to say, can this guy guard these twos? You know, mm-hmm. whoever you got running at the two in Atlanta, whoever's running the two in, in, in Chicago and Miami, you know, so you got to guard right. these guys, you know, then right. you could decide, you know, whether he could play on offense. But okay. for me, I would love to see um, Kimba, RJ. I would love to see Obi make a step up and then I would go Randall Noel. Okay. Obi as a what? As a what? As a three. As a three. As as a three. three yeah. Okay. Yo, that's, how I would like that's a stretch. I mean, it's a big it's body. A Obi's not a three. It's a big body. Obi's not a three. It's a big body. It's a big body. Obi's not a three. Obi Obi runs that line the court. Up, he would be the worst team in the Obi, league. Obi is super <laughs> duper athletic. Obi Obi as a rookie was invited to the slam dunk contest. So Obi was a center athletic. in college. He doesn't. He doesn't play with his back against the basket. Mm-hmm. He likes to shoot threes. And um, if you get him, if you put him in the four spot, I like my four spot to be able to grab some rebounds. Obi's never been guilty of hogging up all the rebounds, but he has been seen shooting the ball. So I would love to see him playing off the ball in the three position. You got Kemba. You got you, you know what Sid likes to run? He likes to run the, the, the two guard screen action and it's a pick and pop where it would be Kimba and RJ kind of coming together and then you look for RJ on the pop and then if it's not there, you go into the corner. Who you want standing in the corner? A guy like Obi, because now he's in the corner. If he catches the ball open in the corner, he could throw a pump fake. If you bite on that pump fake, it's lift off time. You know, everybody get your cameras out. You know how Obi does it. And he can hit that three. So if you don't close out, you know, he'll drop that three. I would like to see him running in the three spot. But I'm also, I, I also don't know what I'm talking about. I think, honestly, I think it all depends on the diligence to defense. Because that's what that's what knock knocks out of the rotation. Obviously, yeah. there's a diligence towards defense that Knox doesn't have. That if people, you know, whoever's in the rotation, if it, if it isn't defense first, then you definitely have a have a keen offensive set that they're interested in. So it's like you know, like I don't know. I mean, it's it's gonna be a long season. You never I, know. But I don't mind. I don't mind. Julius and OB being on the court together, but and that that's the that's the problem with Noel and Mitch because when Julius and OB is on the court together, they're gonna take away those minutes from Mitch and Noel, right? So we're talking about small ball five. So you know your lineup is fine, Wall Street, but I would subtract. You know I would take OB off. I would put Burks or, or or RJ in the three position, and then OB in the four, and Julius at the five. And I would probably give that lineup 10 minutes a game, you know what I'm saying? And see what they can do. And that should be the high flying lineup. Everybody running up the court, maybe put quickly in there, maybe put have Kemba in there. That should be the fast, you know, as you mentioned, throw the, the ball up in the air, the lob city kind of yeah. fast. That's because the, that's I feel your like when quarter, Mitch, your second quarter, third quarter lineup. Yeah, maybe the beginning of the second quarter or something like that, or the beginning of the third quarter. But yeah. that's not a bad lineup. But again, you know. That's, that 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 requires Julius to play the five, and that's going to take away from Noel and Mitch. That's why it's tough to to throw so much money at the center position, and that's why it's tough. You know, Mitch wants this extension, and we may give it to him. They gave thirty million to Noel. They may give another thirty million to Mitch. At the same time, Julius may pay may play ten minutes at the five. So we're talking about sixty million for thirty minutes. Yep. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yep. Definitely. 
Definitely. And I like I like your trend. I like that Lob City reference, Ed, because it's a great transition to the next the next question, which is can Kemba create the new Lob City in New York? Does he can he create that? Like, is there a belief that number one, he can stay healthy enough to get on the floor? Is it because I mean the ability is there? We all seen it. You know, the ability, you've seen him at UConn, you've seen him in in at uh up in um Charlotte, you've seen him in Boston when he was healthy. I mean, the kid can play and he can play pick and roll. But is there is your is there a true belief? Do you guys truly believe that he's the guy to kind of get everybody involved and and get the big guys and turn it into Lob City? Ed, what is your belief? What are, what are your thoughts on this? I hope so. <laughs> I'm like, look, I got, I'm praying. You know, I wish. I mean, I saw him in Charlotte. I saw him with Boston. You know, and unfortunately, I didn't focus on all the Boston games. It's, it's looking at his raw statistics, they're pretty good. But a problem, there was a problem in Charlotte, in, in, in Boston, where, you know, he was a little bit gimpy and he was a little slow off to the, you know, a little slow. And, and his assist numbers don't reflect the lob city nature that we need. So Kemba is a break you down. Let me shoot the ball kind of point guard. He's not, let me, let me get into the heart of the defense, throw it up in the air kind of point guard. And I don't think he's ever been that way. So I think that he's going to draw excitement by his shot creation and his, his shot making. I don't think he's going to like mature to the degree that we need where he can make the other guys better because he didn't make, the guys in Boston better. And in Charlotte, there was no one really in Charlotte or maybe there was, and we wouldn't know, but he didn't make anyone else better. So he always had great stats, great individual scoring stats, terrible defensive stats. And his assist numbers kind of like, you know, like what's the most he's ever averaged in assists? Five, six, six assists per game. Yeah. You know, I think quickly could get three off of lobs themselves. You know, I think that P, uh, that, that Derek Rose would get like three or four. So, you know, I'm hoping that he can push up the floor, but I can see him making more shot creation. What I what I like to see out of Kemba, maybe not Lob City Kemba, but, you know, step back, cross you over Kemba. I, I, I don't mind that at all. In fact, I'll buy that. And then if I can get quickly or a rose to throw the lobs or even RJ, RJ has playmaking ability. As long as you get you know what? I want these guys to be the best version of themselves and not change their game. And the best version of Kemba was, you know, Charlotte, break it down, snatch your ankles. Let me hit a jumper in your face, Kemba. That's the guy I want to see. Okay. Okay. Coach B, seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. See, seeing you. Seeing you. Thank you. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so the best guy to like probe, you know, and like facilitate and distribute. Is the guy that we got like towards the end of the season, Luca Vildoza. I don't think he's gonna make the roster, unfortunately. Like, but his game and his vision was very unique. Um, from what I've seen from like his um FIBA tapes, and like I wanted him to, I guess, have the ball in his hands a little more and create. But you know, again, the way Tibbs runs his offense, it's kind of like you know, feed it to the hot hand, which is usually Julius Randle's start, and then you know, one of the guards, whether it be quickly rolls. You know, or I guess at the time, Upper Payton just put up bad shots. But, you know, yeah, they, they, they were always the second option. That's his so, favorite um, player. <laughs> I, like, I like Alfred Payton with the hair, not whatever we got last year. I like Orlando Payton. Well, um, <laughs> to piggyback on what Ed said, like, you know, they can each get a few here and there. You know, Kimber, you know, make two or three good passes and maybe a lob quickly, you know, throw a lob. RJ. Is actually um my favorite to like take over the mantle, get to like four or five assists just by you know like being able to see the floor, being able to oversee over guys and then make right. the right pass to the bigger guys or you know the skip pass to the corner um as he does because he's super unselfish. So you know like as a collective, you know as a um as a whole, the guys that are in the lineup can get two to three a piece, and I think even Evan Fournier might be able to you know play make a little bit you know um. Uh, at Orlando, he did a great job seeing the floor, you know, being a, a good spot of shooter, picking his spots very, very well, especially playing with a good big. So, like, I think, like, between the unit that we have, 
uh, is doable and they can all create for themselves. So it's nothing, once you can create your own shot, you can see the floor, you know, it's just about somebody telling you, look, this guy's open. So after you create that space, draw the attention and, you know, hit that guy. So that's on the coaching staff as a whole, but um, definitely the guy that um, is most likely to throw the most lobs and things like that won't make the roster. So the Knicks got to figure out what they want to do long-term, you know, to get that kind of action. When you have athletic guys like Jericho Sims, you know, you know, long-term beat it, you know, you got to get them as much efficiency as possible. And then if Mitch stays healthy, man, like, yeah. if, if Kimba can turn that light, you know, and find Mitch after getting his bucket, it works out perfect. And then Julius Randle, you know, just has to relax a little bit and not take so many shots because, again, we're feeding everyone else. So, you know, he's going to take – he's going to have to take less shots. But it, it could be exciting if it works out. Okay. And that's the thing, that, that last comment you mentioned about Julius Randle, that's also a part of the problem because we had Alfred Payton, not the strongest point guard. You know, Julius felt the need to like bring up the ball, create. Now you got Kemba, you got Derrick Rose, you got uh, a more mature quickly, not to mention Grimes and the other point guards. We got a lot of, you know, ball handlers. I think that Randall has to take a step back from those ball handling responsibilities. Mm. Yeah. Those guys, man, respect. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Wall Street. You up, brother? I, man, I think that we're going to see a lot of high flying this year. RJ got buttons. I think people will be sleeping on the fact that RJ will get <laughs> up and drop the hammer down on anybody dumb enough to try to jump with him. And he's one of the only players that I've seen in recent times that does just, just this one thing. It's very subtle, you know. But um, his ability to get above the rim after contact. So he contacts, he, he gathers, he dribble, gather, contact. And then usually a lot of people, they, fin they finish with a finger roll. After that gathering, that contact, he still has enough bunnies to get, you know, the ball over the rim and even with two hands sometimes. So um, are we going to see Lob City like Chris Paul? There's nobody out there that's as cerebral as Chris Paul. Um, can Kimba Walker change his game? He probably should. He probably should. And the whole thing is, uh, you know, Julius Randle bringing the ball up. Julius Randle brought the ball up. He did a pretty decent job. He got the ball to Reggie Bullock, and Reggie Bullock hit a lot of threes. A lot of other Knicks were hitting a lot of threes, but for some reason, Randle and Reggie, they were like seeing eye to eye, so Reggie got a lot of threes. I see that happening with, uh, with Kemba a little bit. Well, you're not going to see the step back. What you're going to see is the easiest three-point shot in basketball is to catch and shoot, especially when it comes from the inside, outside. So you're going to see Randle diving into the rim. The ball's going to get into the paint. It's going to pop back out. To guys like Evan and pop back out to guys like Kimba. Let's see if RJ can bring up his shooting percentage a little bit. But as far as coming off the pick and, and throwing the lob, you're gonna see that a lot with, with Mitch. Um, we're gonna you guys said RJ throwing the lob. I want to see RJ catching the lob. And um, yeah, besides that, we're definitely gonna live above the rim this year. We definitely, you know, we're gonna see we're gonna see a couple of Nick jerseys on on Sports Center's you know, top 10 plays this year because there's a lot of guys that play the game above the rim, you know, and what we've seen a little bit here is like 80s basketball, right? But I still believe in that, you know, I still believe in that because, you know, shooters, shooters are too pretty, you know, they like, they like, you know, they like fancy, you know, they like, they're, like, they're cute, you know, but the, the nitty gritty ball players like Julius Randle, you don't want to take a charge when Julius Randle is coming down down the paint. You don't want to get bumped by RJ by RJ Barrett when he's driving the lane. You know, so we're gonna see if that nitty gritty basketball continues. Mitch is also a dog. Mitch is always in somebody's face. And um, you know, you get on the Mitch, he's gonna drop the ball through the rim and it's gonna hit you in the face. And I, I believe that he does that on purpose. I know that players for sure do that on purpose. They dunk the ball and they aim it towards anybody that's under there so that it can hit them. And I see Mitch, I see Mitch do it a lot. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, when I first learned about that, playing high school ball, because I had it done to me, you know, where a dude just lifted, dunked it with two hands, he saw me under the rim, and he rocked it, and the ball hit me right. I was admiring the dunk, I was like, man, that's just funny. And then, bow, ball hits me right in the face. So I've always been aware of that, you know, and I've seen guys do that through the years, and I've seen Mitch do that, you know. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. Is it going to be live city? No, we don't got a Chris Paul. But, but um, yeah, it might, it might get – it will be fun. Without a doubt, it's going to be fun. Okay. Nah, man, I mean, sky's the limit, man. I think you guys have all made valid points tonight. Um, 
the Knicks definitely have the best kind of problem in that you got a you got a lot of talent this year. You're from having a little bit of talent to a whole. You got now it's like you got dudes fighting for spots now. Quickly's got to yeah. fight for the, the sixth or seventh spot. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you got a good mix. You got a good team heading into the regular season. And it's a nice blend of veterans and young guys. I could see Tibbs in the in the court just being like, yo, everybody 24 and up, 25 and up over here, or you young guys over there and putting them to battle it out. You know, so it's a nice mixture of of you know, the young guys they got the legs, the older guys they got the discipline and the and the cerebral part of the game, you know. So it's a nice mix. Nice this is actually Tibbs' first team that they have a lot of ball handlers. So I'm I'm a little concerned because it, with the Bulls there weren't that many ball handlers. No. Timberwolves not that many ball handlers. Last year, you know, again we didn't have a lot of ball handlers. You know, we had Alex Burke, you know, RJ a little bit, and you know, quickly rookie, and then Julius, and then Payton. So and then obviously Rose, but um, you know, one two, you know, except for the the, the centers, they could all handle the, the rock. I'm a little concerned that Tibbs may not have the offensive ingenuity to make it all roll together. That's a big, you know, and for the last couple of years, we've been talking about this, right? We always know, known that the defense is always going to be sturdy and stable. It's really the offense. These guys can make shots, but you need an orchestrator. You need, you, you need a plan. And that's, that's the thing that I, you know, I hope he doesn't run a triangle. He liked Rose because he could break them down and really take it over, but you can't just have that. You got to be able to kick it. You need screens. You need, off, you, know, you need offsets. You need to be able to continue to move, and there wasn't a lot of movement last year, Man. so I'm worried about that. Okay. So, yo, you guys nailed it tonight. You guys did amazing. Got about maybe six, seven minutes left. Got a question for y'all. It's, this is a general NBA question because you know I wanna I wanna save a lot of the Knicks stuff that we got coming up because you know we got preseason stuff to talk about. Knicks season doesn't start until October twentieth or twenty second rather. So you know there's a lot of stuff we don't want to kill it all. You know tonight or in the next couple of weeks. But I got a general NBA question that's been going around. And I wanted to pick you guys, you know, get your thoughts on who's the new king of the NBA. Now, right now, you know, obviously, right now the, the, the thoughts are that it's, it's between KD and Giannis. Some people are saying that, you know, LeBron, even though he, he, he wasn't healthy, he still has to have a mention in there. Um, but, you know, who who... Who is the next? Who to you guys is the is the best player in the NBA? And I want to start with you, Coach. Coach B, who's who's the best player in the NBA to you right now? Man, you're only as good as your last game. Giannis got it. Like, um, it's okay. tough, you know, because LeBron's still the king, still like solid, solid at his age. Uh, KD is always, you know, one step away from being <laughs> back in the finals. But you're only as good as your last game. Two-time MVP, finals MVP, most improved player. Like, you know, the numbers don't lie. And, like, more importantly, uh, he's a likable guy, man. You know, like, it's, yeah. you, know, you, you, you don't want to – like, you can always go for the villain, you know. But, like, you know, everyone <laughs> always picks the guy that, you know, like, yo, like he holds it down. He's the man. Yeah. And it's like, when you – like, when you can talk shit and back it up, you know, that's cool too. And nobody's got that yet because that's the man that won it. So until somebody knocks him off, Giannis is the man. 30, 30, 13, and five in the playoffs. And, I, and, and a lot of people aren't even really picking him. Yo. They're mentioning him, but everybody's saying KD right now. They're fucking haters. Ed, Coach, uh, Ed Dollars, what's your take? Who, who do you think is the best right now? I think, I think Coach B hit it on the nail, man. You got to like the person you're, you're rooting for. And Giannis, not only has he been a two-time uh, MVP in the last three years, but guess what? He was an all-defensive team. In the year that he won the MVP, he also won Defensive Player of the Year. He got a 52-point game 
shooting like 16 for 19 in free throws, the, the one skill that people didn't think that he would have, he raised his team from the goddamn dead to win the NBA championship, beat the Brooklyn Nets. You know, hey, maybe KD's foot was too big, you know, but it was, and they won. Uh, Giannis's skill set is ridiculous. And the likability, that matters, man. You know, I, I've never been, a, you know, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. And I do think that LeBron is one one B that Michael's one A. But when 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 LeBron was with Cleveland, he was the most likable guy. He became a villain in Miami and kind of like soured on me. And when he went back to Cleveland, I started crying again. Then he went to LA. I mean, the likability factor is a real thing. Now, KD, KD's a special player. KD <laughs> is one of the best players on the planet. And statistically, non-statistically, the eye test, any test, his skills are beyond approach. But we're not talking about just raw skills, putting the ball in the basket. We're talking about everything, the whole shebang. And I think that the whole shebang is Giannis. And also, you know, KD's playing with Kyrie and Harden. KD's playing with another MVP uh, teammate and another guy that won finals MVP. It's hard for me to give him the best play in the world when he's playing with all these guys. Now, Middleton and, and the other dude, the point guard, isn't Holiday. Holiday. They're not, they're still all stars, but they're not at the same level as Kyrie and, 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 and Harden. So uh, I think it's Giannis until for the next couple of years. And, with, and I think his confidence is going to grow. And don't be, I won't be surprised if he's even better this year. Just to, just to also note that KD only won one game after Harden and Irvin. Well, after Irvin went down and Harden was out. He did win the Olympics, but I don't know. <laughs> Go USA. Olympic Wall Street. <laughs> Wall Street. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, Durant, Kevin Durant is, pro- is, is not probably, I think definitely, the best scorer to ever touch a basketball. You know, when you've got one shot left, and you got one choice, and Michael Jordan is not on the board, and Kobe is not on the board, you give the ball to KD, you know? Um, and, and But KD is something different from Kobe and Jordan, you know? When you're talking about throughout the game and, and, and just the way he's able to score, right? But uh, again, he's the best scorer, you know? Uh, Y'all ever heard of the saying, there's exceptions to the rules? You know, the, the, the rule is the rule. You know what I'm saying? The rule is the rule. But there's exceptions to the rule, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. The rule for me is the big tough guy wins, you know. And then Steph Curry kind of came in and they changed that a little bit, right? Mm. And it kind of the, just the guys like Steph, those are exceptions to the rules, right. you know. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to do an eye test between Steph and Giannis. You don't want to do an eye test between between Giannis and anybody. You know, I, I, you know, I hate to, to, to go to, to select the same thing like the other guys did, but yeah, it's Giannis <laughs> right now. I mean, and 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 you know, if 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 it turns into a, a anytime it turns into a physicality thing, which is what happens in the finals in the playoffs, you want the biggest, strongest, meanest, baddest guy. And Giannis is a freak all time when you look at at, at wingspan and height and size. And, um, you know, look at the block on DeAndre Ayton. It's like, when can you say that that your, that your best player made a block like that, but then that's also the guy that brings the ball up. That's the guy that's like, uh, that's like hitting threes off the dribble. He's not going to hit it at the highest clip, but he, he'll get by you so easily that you have to let him shoot. And his jump shot is not completely disserviceable. It's better than Ben Simmons' best, best jump shot. And Ben Simmons <laughs> is a point guard. So, you know, Gian, Giannis is an absolute freak. He's like nothing that we've seen in the NBA in a long time. And, um, and yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I always felt that I agree that LeBron is probably the, this generation's best player. Like when, when people start mentioning, because, you know, Jordan – Everybody's gone through that. I'm pretty sure Oscar Robertson was the best play, was the best guard. And then, you know, then they saw Michael Jordan and it was like, everybody forgot about Oscar Robertson, but they forgot about Dr. J. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, and in the eighties, everybody forgets that bird and magic ruled the eighties, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the nineties, that was Jordan, you know, and, and every year, every, every, 
every generation has theirs. You know what I'm saying? The 2000s, it was, you could say, Shaq and Kobe. Uh, you could even throw Tim Duncan in there with the Spurs. Um, I always say LeBron mm. is special. LeBron is very, like, you know, like, no matter what, even when he's hurt, people still say, you know what, you still got to kind of think about him. Um, except in this argument. I feel like Giannis Antetokounmpo has to be the best player. Why? Because he's the champion. And he put up the numbers. His numbers pretty much showed why he's the best player. Like you can't, you know, to dispute it, to dispute, to, to, to put that, to put Kevin Durant in there is a decent conversation, but I feel like it's all hypothetical. I feel like at the end of the day, 30, 13 and five with, with a block and a half is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And he's a facetia offenses facilitator. You know what I'm saying? He's doing so much for that Milwaukee team. And they're still not even, and this is where the disrespect even goes further. They're not even picked to repeat. You know what I'm saying? Like, like and so it's like, where, you know, like, where is this disrespect coming from? But, yeah, but <laughs> I, the Nets, have you seen who the Nets picked up? They yes. got Aldridge. Yes, I know. <laughs> but, but, but Aldridge, Aldridge just Millsap. came back from, Millsap's washed up. I don't even. Yeah, there's a difference between being washed up between playing 25 minutes and being yeah. washed playing eight minutes, 10 minutes. I don't think he's washed for 10 minutes coming off the bench playing Ooh. against the second string. The, the second quarter so. doesn't win the game, though. At the end what of the day, it? he's going to come in the second quarter. He yeah. might grab a rebound. I mean, listen, he got his money. He got his check. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like those additions. I feel like the the – if you're gonna mention anything, Harden being healthy and Kyrie being healthy Huge. are the most dangerous things, of course, of the league. <laughs> I mean, it- I can't hack both mention. You know, they both mentioned the guys like LeBron got the most championships. You know, out of and out of all the individual players of this era, so you know he's still technically on top until somebody catches him, which probably won't happen. And then you know, Curry's right there. You know, so it's like. Curry got the best chance of like plateauing both of them as a small guy. And you know, KD's there also, but he still gotta win, he gotta win some more. So until they win more, like Giannis is the latest and the greatest, and then they're all on their way. And LeBron's really the only competition to and that. This is, yeah, this, this is gonna be a fascinating yeah. season. Like, you know, yeah. the the Lakers powered up, and then conversely, <laughs> the Nets powered up, and then you have the mainstays. I'm hoping that the mainstays got better, you know, with the, you know, with, with, with the personalities, I'm hoping that holiday and Middleton took a step up with their confidence level and, and, and running back. Cause it'd be fantastic if they can't go toe to toe with the nets. I find it difficult and I likely would not bet on the bucks winning against the nets this year. If those guys are healthy. And I find that, you know, my prediction on the NBA championship would be the nets provided that they're healthy but there's a lot of going. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's like vaccination stuff. I doubt that Kyrie's vaccinated. That's first and foremost. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But I'm, I'm open to see. You know, I'm, I want to see everyone healthy. Listen, I just want to show you guys something real quick. Um, but you know, I mean, honestly, it's it's all about now. We're not talking about like career wise. We're talking about now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really it's it's what it's. You know, the now builds up. You know what I'm saying? The now was like six years of Jordan winning championships, and that that created his legacy. But I'm talking about like now. You know what I'm saying? And Giannis has to be the guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like like you said, maybe KD's foot was too big. If he hits that shot, if it's a three, oh, man, it's, you know, (laughs) it's crazy. That's the thing, right? That one, he made the shot. That one inch, we would be talking about KD right now. Like right now, we would be like, "Oh, Katie's amazing!" Like you know, because it, so it's not really fair. Like I, I, I know what we're trying to say, mm-hmm. but does it really have to be a king? You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like but they dueled it out. There's like Giannis and, and and Durant dueled it out, and Giannis did win the championship. I'm hey, a, I'm a big hey, time Giannis fan, hey, but hey, KD. I, fellas, I, I just want to show you guys some footage of of the Lakers' recent um. Their recent play, their recent, uh, uh, how do you say, practice? Um, the Lakers, they look really tough, man. I just want to share share this screen with you guys. 
So this is the Lakers, their recent practice. <laughs> um, yeah, man, they look tough, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. This Lakers team is scary, man. Listen, yeah, man, look. Yo, I'm in the back. I'm in the back right there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. That's my Sunday run right there. Don't hang nah, on the old guys. Nah. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm talking about the Lakers roster, man. It's pretty old. I don't, I don't, it's a disaster way to happen. Somebody's going to get arthritis and that's it. It's going to, yeah. <laughs> I still anyway. wouldn't sleep on them. I, th- I think, you no, know what, no, them being old and everything, mm-hmm. I still pencil them in to the finals. But man, listen, it, 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 they got to beat my sons first. But either way, fellas, Great conversation with you guys, as always. You guys, knocking it out the park. Um, you know what I'm saying? I've been just heck. We got Wall Street heck, Coach B, Ed Dollars. You know what I mean? Tune in. Heck. Hit subscribe. Happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, Happy- the first Knicks jersey I ever had. Happy birthday. <laughs> the newest edition. <laughs> Springwell was like, I cannot. I, I, that's. I, that's not enough money for me. That's too much. <laughs> that was crazy. He said nine million dollars a year. That's too much. I gotta feed, feed my children. <laughs> he was like, "What are we feeding them? Like, what are you feeding these children? Nine million dollars a year? But they eating the money?" <laughs> but no. But man, fellas, great job tonight. You guys did awesome. Follow us on IG. Yes. Uh, ST Knicks podcast. Follow us on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting for some controversial Wall Street heck um, tweets to come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For real, man. You know, challenge us. Challenge us on, challenge us on Twitter. The three, yo. Challenge I may be wrong. Twitter. I'm, I'm <laughs> wrong. OB at the three. <laughs> Here we go. OB at the three. OB at the three. Here we go. But, Tell us why we why you we're think going, we wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> there you go.